My name is Zach Arnold. I'm a Hollywood film and television editor, a documentary director, father of two, and creator of Optimize Yourself. Since beginning my career, I have battled attention issues, anxiety, and creative burnout more times than I can keep track of. Back in 2005, after almost losing the battle with suicidal depression, I decided that I no longer wanted to sacrifice myself for the sake of my career. I was done barely surviving. I wanted to thrive. Since then, I have obsessively searched for every possible way to optimize my own creative performance. My journey is far from complete, but I have now made it my mission to shorten your learning curve so you can forge your own path to greatness without having to sacrifice balance in the process. Now it's time to start designing the optimized version of you. Hello and welcome to a very special episode of the Optimize Yourself podcast. Why very special? Because my plan was to take a break for a while from podcasting and writing for the summer. But with the pending IATSE strike that affects both production and post-production crews around the world, I felt compelled to share my two cents, specifically about the issues at hand regarding longer turnarounds between days as well as less hours overall. The following is a reading of my article titled, Note to Hollywood, We Are Not Curing Cancer, which can be found at optimizeyourself.me slash solidarity. The article reading will begin after a brief break to recognize our sponsor who makes this podcast possible. This episode is made possible by ErgoDriven, the makers of the Topomat, my number one recommendation for anyone interested in moving more at their height-adjustable workstation. The Topomat is scientifically proven to help you move more throughout your day, which helps reduce discomfort and also increase your focus and productivity. To learn more, visit optimizeyourself.me slash topo. That's T-O-P-O. For those of us in Hollywood working behind computers in dark rooms for a living, will there ever come a time when we realize that it's counterproductive, unhealthy, and downright dangerous to work insane hours at the expense of our health and our creativity simply for the sake of our jobs? How much is our time and our sanity really worth? All you have to do is ask yourself this simple question honestly. Is the job that you're doing every single day worth dying for? If your answer to this question is no, I suggest reading on. Because if we don't begin collectively standing up for ourselves, things are only going to get worse. Now, wait a second. Is it really that bad? Using words like unhealthy or dangerous, well, that's irresponsible. For those of us who are film editors, visual effects artists, composers, animators, and everyone in between, we just sit at desks all day long in our air-conditioned luxury suites and have our meals handed to us twice a day on a silver platter. I mean, come on. It's not like we're blue-collar workers that are slaving away in steel factories or coal mines, losing limbs or dying of black lung. Now note, the typical seated office worker has more injuries than any other industry sector worker, including construction, the metal industry, and transportation. Geez, it's not like we suffer through grueling days on movie sets working 16 to 20 hours a day, often deep into the following morning. Now, just as a side note, I highly recommend you check out all of the Facebook posts from people who would disagree with this and say otherwise. And we certainly aren't out on the front lines sacrificing our lives for the sake of a stunt or just getting the perfect shot. Another side note, the World Health Organization ranks sitting too much as the fourth biggest preventable killer globally, killing over 3.2 million people per year. Come on, we've got it easy. 
Now, here's the difference. All of those dangerous professions have rigorous safety regulations to protect the health and well-being of their workforce with extensive training to minimize accidents. Those of us in post-production are told in our safety meetings to bring a cardigan because it can sometimes get chilly in the edit suite. <laughs> if somebody dies after falling off a scaffolding while doing a stunt, or they're, God forbid, hit by a train while setting up a shot, the entire community rallies around this negligence. There's no choice but to address the problem and ensure that the same mistakes aren't made in the future. When someone is recklessly injured or killed while on the job in a public setting, people pay attention. Sedentary creative workers are unfortunately not afforded the same protections. If we're asked to work through lunch for free, we don't have a crew of 150 people to demand that we all get meal penalties. If we're expected to work for 16 or more hours every day, sitting in a small dark room without breaks or weekends off, we are on our own if we feel that we are being treated unjustly. If someone working in any sector of the post-production industry dies as a direct result of the long hours, the chronic stress, the poor working conditions, or they get into a car accident as a result of sleep deprivation, it's no different than a tree falling in the woods when no one else is around. And as a side note, if an editor dies in the edit bay, does it even make a sound? The sad fact is that there are countless stories of people dying or barely surviving three heart attacks in 24 hours as a direct result of their jobs working in post-production. We may mourn those who pass from cancer, but because stress is a slow burn, despite it being the number one cause of death in first world societies, nobody notices or creates a direct connection between the diseases and the lifestyle. Even worse, there are plenty of stories of editors dying suddenly at their desks or assistants dying on the road in car crashes after falling asleep due to numerous stretches of long days and long hours. But nobody talks about these, because if you do, you get blacklisted. We don't have a Sarah Jones to rally around and affect real change, but it's time for us to start behaving like we do. There's nobody in Hollywood that demanding producers and executives love more than socially introverted creatives who will do whatever it takes to deliver top quality work and meet a deadline, no matter how unreasonable. Furthermore, those making said requests know on some level that creatives consider their work part of their identity, and they're almost always willing to go the extra mile because they love their jobs. Artists are willing to give their knowledge and expertise away in service of the greater good of their art. And what happens if you say no? You are told to just shut up and do your job because there are hundreds of people lined up ready to do it for you. As Walter Murch explained in our podcast interview together, several decades ago, when approaching a studio executive to address the extreme working conditions, the stress, and the deadlines on a feature film that he was editing, he described the situation as, people are dropping like flies. The studio executive simply replied with, then get more flies. Sadly, not much has changed in the last several decades. Back in the film days, it took an afternoon or even overnight to process a single dissolve. Now that we can create a dissolve with a single keystroke, it's not like we have our afternoons to ourselves. We just fill the time with more work. And the studios continually make increasingly unrealistic calendars and delivery schedules because we continue to meet them. Welcome to the post-production department, where yesterday's miracle becomes today's expectation. 
It is so tempting to blame the studio executives and producers for the poor working conditions and the unhealthy lifestyles in post-production, but it's not their fault. We can't sit back and expect the next new contract negotiation to magically change the demands that are placed upon us. This is our fault. We have enabled a work culture where it is okay to eat lunch and dinner at our desks because the schedule doesn't allow enough time to get five minutes of fresh air and sit outside in the sun. Our meals might be handed to us, but if it were possible, they'd probably just slide our meals under our doors twice a day. We have enabled a work culture where it's okay to chronically stay late and put our kids to bed via FaceTime rather than tucking them in and kissing them on the forehead because some producer has a few more notes and just wants to get it right. We have enabled a work culture where working 60 hours per week is now considered a standard contract. Standard! And we will even work additional hours late at night or on the weekends unpaid because we fear asking for overtime will label us as the difficult one because we don't have a crew of 150 other people to demand the overtime alongside us. Don't think that things are that bad? Well, consider this for a second. We have enabled a work culture where we are literally embarrassed or downright frightened to take breaks. Walking breaks, water breaks, even bathroom breaks. God forbid somebody sees us away from our workstations and thinks that we're lazy. But you know what? It's still 100% acceptable to step outside for multiple smoking breaks all day long. We have accepted and perpetuated this reality, yet we constantly complain that nobody respects us. Reality check. Nobody is going to respect us until we collectively start respecting ourselves. The reason that we put up with and accept the work culture that perpetuates and celebrates horrible lifestyle choices every single day is fear. We are afraid that if we fight back or say no, we will simply be replaced. And we will because there are always going to be more flies. There will always be people willing to put themselves through hell for the sake of a paycheck, another credit on the resume, another rung on the ladder. The only way that this vicious cycle stops is if we change the culture and force the studios and producers to realize that there are no more flies. Our time is our most valuable asset in life, but unfortunately, it's not like a 401k. We don't get to set it aside, but then have it returned to us tax-free plus interest 30 years later. Once we spend it, it's gone. Start prioritizing your time as if you don't have any left. If you're hoping that someone is going to step in on your behalf and make sure that you stay active throughout your day and take breaks, keep hoping. If you're wishing for a producer or a studio executive to push the schedule just a day or two so you can catch up on sleep, keep wishing. If you're dreaming of the day, when studios and corporations come to their senses and realize that less working hours actually leads to increased productivity and higher quality work, keep dreaming. Yes, we should all band together and collectively fight for better contracts with longer turnarounds and less hours overall, but even new contracts can't affect real change. There is only one person that can affect change, and it's you. Change is going to happen in the trenches one soldier at a time. It's time to stop thinking of ourselves as flies and start thinking of ourselves as soldier ants. As a father of two young kids, I spend a lot of time watching Pixar movies, and one of my favorites is A Bug's Life. 
Now, while my kids may overlook the following scene, there's a tremendously profound moment when the grasshoppers realize that their power is nothing compared to the ants if they were to stand together. To quote Hopper, if you let one ant stand up to us, then they all might stand up. Those puny little ants outnumber us 100 to one. And if they ever figure that out, there goes our way of life. Only banded together can we demand the respect that we deserve and affect real change for ourselves and future generations of creatives that are just entering this industry with stars in their eyes and love for their craft in their hearts. Only collectively can we do what is necessary to fight back against the impossible deadlines, the long hours, and the poor working conditions, one ant at a time. And it starts with you. The next time that you're sitting alone in a dark room feeling like the weight of the world is on your shoulders and yours alone, remember that there is a worldwide community of creative people just like yourself fighting the same battle in dark rooms everywhere. If you're too afraid to stand up for yourself and you're looking for a reason to muster up the courage to fight back, just remember this. Your time is your most valuable asset and no amount of overtime is worth sacrificing your health, time with your family, or your sanity. I mean, let's get real, Hollywood. We create entertainment for a living. We're not curing cancer. I hope you enjoyed the reading of my article, Note to Hollywood, We're Not Curing Cancer, which can be found at optimizeyourself.me slash solidarity. I hope that you are inspired to take action and collectively stand with those of us who are fighting back against the ridiculous work hours and poor working conditions in the film and television industry. Thank you for listening. Be well. This episode of the Optimize Yourself podcast was made possible by Ergo Driven, the makers of the Topo Mat and Topo Mini, my number one recommendations for anyone interested in moving more at their height adjustable workstation. Listen, standing desks are only great if you're standing well. Otherwise, you're constantly fighting fatigue and chronic pain. Not like any other anti-fatigue mat, the Topo is scientifically proven to help you move more throughout the day, which helps reduce discomfort and also increase your focus and productivity. My friends at ErgoDriven did extensive testing and compared their product to the top-of-the-line floor mats, and they found the Topo drove almost two and a half more moves per minute with 270% more foot motion. Now, what this simply means is that the Topo users move more. I'm standing on one as I read this, and I don't go to a single job without it. And if you're smaller and you're concerned the topo mat is too big, or you simply don't have the floor space, there's a topo mini for that. To learn more, visit optimizeyourself.me topo. That's T-O-P-O.